0: What's going on, man? Welcome back to The Basement. I'm Ron and it's Wednesday night and I know a lot of you guys are curled up in bed right now scrolling through your rosters, making moves. So we're dropping a trade target video right on your head top. We have my must buy and sell trade targets for week nine of the fantasy football season. We have a few buys, a few sells, some for six and two teams, teams that are really far out ahead, some teams that are in desperation mode. We got trade targets for all shapes and sizes. We have a lot to get into. So make sure you get on below, subscribe, leave a like let's go now i think a lot of you guys that are subscribed to the channel watch all my videos you're like ron what the hell is going on what's on your face well we have a mustache going we're doing a little movember fundraiser we did it last year and i had some fun with it but For every 1,000 views we get on the channel, I'll be donating $1 towards the Movember Foundation. It goes towards men's mental health, suicide prevention, I think prostate cancer prevention, testicular cancer prevention, all that stuff. This is a channel. Some people complain. I say, what's going on, man? The reality of the situation is like 99.6% of you guys are men. So I do think it's one of those things where... I don't really use my platform for much, but I think that this is an important cause to me. I think a lot of you guys out there are probably young watching these videos and their stigmas around men's mental health, all of that stuff. I think it's one of those things that I think should be loud and proud. I myself see a therapist from time to time, whether it's for personal issues or just as a business owner. A lot of things I run here as a one man employee, it's good to have someone or an outlet to blow off steam, work through your problems with. It's a good resource to have across the board now we'll have timestamps or it doesn't really it doesn't really make sense for me to talk about it now I was gonna say we'll have timestamps so if you just want to get to the football you can skip ahead but starting up here with our trade targets for week nine of the fantasy football season our first buy here is somebody that was a sell for us early in the season DK Metcalf now that was because he was overperforming his volume and now he's doing the opposite he sits at wide receiver 20 expected points per game expected points per game is just simply your a dot your targets how many points per game should you be putting up he should be a back-end wide receiver two instead he's wide receiver 28 in points per game He's like a mid wide receiver three which i think is when it's time to sort of swoop in and buy him and if we look at just his last two games which would be the last four weeks he was hurt he was on a buy but just recently he's had a huge volume uptick to the point where he used to be a guy that was in like wide receiver 40s in expected points per game and was like a top 24 wide receiver outperforming his volume the things have kind of turned here, or the pendulum has kind of swung here, and I think that's when you sort of swoop in by and things will sort of even out as he just gives you like a wide receiver two-year rest of the season. This is actually a great visualization from Hayden Winks. He does a usage report every single week, underdognetwork.com, I believe. It's really good. How all this stuff is free that he just puts out here and he just turns these out, it's amazing. But you can see this is since week five. On PFF, he's the wide receiver three in expected points per game. I'm not sure what it is here, but the X axis is expected half PPR points per game. The Y axis is uh, actual half PPR points per game. Expected half PPR across the bottom, actual across the top. So you can see he's not scoring many points, but he's in this area of this like underperforming where he is like on an island all by himself. But he's in this range where literally it's Jamar Chase, it's Thielen, and then it's him in expected half point PPR points per game. If you just go from like 20 expected half PPR points, and sort of move towards Metcalf, so he's in a spot where he should bounce back. He's had 23 targets in his last two games. The Seahawks are ch- are clearly trying to feature him, despite him like coming off of injury a few weeks ago. They're also an offense that are ninth in passer over expectation. They want to pass the ball. They're featuring DK Metcalf. I think now is a good time to sweep in, if the guy who has him isn't valuing him as he should. Now, when we look at sort of potential trade targets for DK Metcalf, we have fantasy calc which is what we'll be looking at for every single one of these but they essentially we can see here fantasy football rankings automatically generated from two million trades or whatever in real fantasy football league so they like go into real fantasy football leagues they scrape all of that stuff with their api and it gives us a trade database of real trades that are happening in real life now is it perfect no there's some silly trades that come up here but we limit limit it to one for ones or one for twos one qb 12 teamer half and full ppr we pick out some of the ones that look pretty nice. So, what can you buy DK Metcalf for on the open market? If you can do James Cook for DK Metcalf, I would do that all day long. If you could do, I, I don't know, if you're in a spot where you can offload a Trevor Lawrence and somebody's that desperate, sure, go ahead. Isaiah Pacheco for DK Metcalf. I think that that's actually very much doable. If I was in a spot where D, where like Pacheco was like a flex for me and he's not in my RB one or RB two spot, I'd be fine with that. If you can somehow, I mean, that's a junk off for Jalen Warren and Brandon Cooks, but. If you can do something in this range, if you could do like Jalen Warren and Cortland Sutton for DK Metcalf, I would. I would do Najee for Metcalf straight up if that's on the table. Deontay Johnson for Metcalf, I don't think would be. Gus Edwards, I don't think you can do Gus Edwards alone, but if you could do like Gus Edwards in a small little piece, like if you could do Gus Edwards and Romeo Dobbs for Metcalf, I would. Uh, But you guys sort of get the point. You can sort of go on here and mess around with it yourself. Christian Watson and Damian Pierce does feel a little bit steep. But again, I do like the idea of using like Cortland Sutton or like a James Cook in a piece go get yourself Gus Edwards and Michael Thomas actually sweet that's actually absolutely perfect uh, for what I would be trying to do to get to DK Metcalf now our next buy candidate is going to be Jonathan Taylor now Jonathan Taylor was a guy I wanted to put on here a couple weeks ago but I didn't want to have him two times in a row he had like a, a a pretty tough slate of games here where he was going up against the Saints and then the Browns or the Browns and the Saints he's coming off a game Versus the Saints that I didn't really have high expectations for. The Saints have been a great defense this year uh, with a good defensive line. They're good against the run. And Jonathan Taylor, I guess you could call it underperformed. He underperformed. And for that reason, on Fantasy Calc, the site that we just saw, he is one of the biggest fallers on the entire site, which means that sends off signals to me, it's time to buy. Because this feels like one of the last times you can buy low on Jonathan Taylor until his rocket ship just kind of takes off here. We have a lot of fraudulent running backs at the top. You have like Pollard. You have Josh Jacobs. Everyone's sort of propped by volume. I think Taylor's one of the few guys and kind of get pushed up to that next level where he's actually talented. Kind of like a Travis Etienne where Etienne's not necessarily leading the league in volume, but he's actually breaking off long plays, getting touchdowns like Brees Hall as well. I'd put Jonathan Taylor in there as well here. Now, he came off a game versus the Browns who have a historic defense. He put up 20 plus PPR points versus that team. How the sentiment on him is now down to like RB13, I couldn't really tell you. So he's coming off a little bit of a hiccup versus Saints defense. And I think some people are scared off that maybe they think he was hurt. Uh, this is a tweet from Kyle Dvorak here. Matthew Betts made the original tweet, pretty much saying that JT, uh, he pretty much like came up sort of hobbling and then he had just one touch in the second half. Now, Jonathan Taylor came into the year off an injury. Jonathan Taylor did kind of look like he tweaked something in this game, but Kyle sort of points out here, through this play, Jonathan Taylor had a 63% snap share with 11 of 19 team carries and 12 routes to Zach Moss's 8. Now, on those 11 carries, he had 94 yards versus the Saints' defense. He was cooking. 11 for 94 at half is beautiful. Like he was on pace to get a 100 rushing yard game. And then he said after this play, Taylor had a 66% snap share with one of 16 carries and 16 routes to Moss's 5. So there were only six carries to go around the rest of the half because the Colts were in comeback mode in like a really wonky game script versus a good defense in the Saints'. One of six carries, that's not great, but I don't think that's going to stick moving forward again. He was at 11 of 19 in the first half. And him running 16 routes to Moss's five is actually amazing. Like he is, I mean, I'm not going to call him the preferred pass catcher, but he he had 12 routes to Moss's eight in the first half. And then he had what? 16 to Moss's five in the second half. So if he is the featured back and then also the leaned on pass catching back, that's amazing. And now he gets teed up in a perfect bounce back spot here. We've gotten no news on this injury. It seems like he's just fine. It seems like he's going to come to this next game. He's going to be just fine. They have the Panthers here. The Panthers are allowing the second most fantasy points to opposing running backs, which is the perfect spot for JT to have a massive bounce back and then kind of run off into the sunset as a guy that you can no longer buy, right? When the buy window kind of shuts. And I think that we're right on the precipice of that. So if you can go and buy Jonathan Taylor, I think you should. Now, when we talk about like what we're buying Jonathan Taylor for, we go to fantasycalc.com here uh, Damian Pearson like a wide receiver piece like a Michael Thomas I think I would I don't know that somebody would do that I'm trying to think of like a better wide receiver than Michael Thomas I would do Pierce and like Nico Collins I, I like this Javante and Nico Collins deal uh, I would do that for Jonathan Taylor uh, I would also do <clears throat> James Cook and Calvin Ridley is very close if I could do somebody just like a tier below if I could do like James Cook and Marquise Brown for Jonathan Taylor I would do something like that I think I would even still pay James Cook and Calvin Ridley but that's like about the highest Damien Pearson, Amari Cooper. I would as well. If you can do a two for one with a running back in this Damian Pierce range, a wide receiver, kind of in this no man's land of Amari Cooper. Uh, I definitely would Rashad White and Terry McCorn. Another one I would do for Jonathan Taylor. Now going up to our third must buy trade target here, we have Cooper cup. Now Cooper cup to me is a perfect luxury buy. If you're six and two, you're seven and one, you're eight and oh, I wouldn't, you know, Tap on the Cooper Cup owner's shoulder. See how he's doing. He's somebody that, you know, didn't have Cooper Cup for the first four to five weeks. He could be down bad. And if he's down bad, I think that you sort of approach him. You see what you can do here because this is still the Cooper we, Cooper Cup we know. He is not dead. He has not fallen off a cliff. He has come into, like since coming off of uh, his hamstring injury, 12 targets, 9 targets, 7, then 10. He had two straight 100-yard games coming off of injury. Then he had a wonky game where he had, like, seven targets, just two catches. That never happens for Cooper Cup. And then the next game, Stafford gets hurt. Now, the sentiment around the Rams is, like, the sky is falling. It's, like, in the same category as Kirk Cousins. And that's where I was at initially. I was like, man, Stafford's going to go on IR, and this thing's going to be an absolute shit show. Well, Stafford dodged IR. And then not only dodged IR, but Deepak Chona here, uh, an injury analyst on Twitter, said he has a chance to play in Week 9. Stafford might play as early as Week 9, and if not... He could sit week nine. They have a bye week 10. And then he comes back week 11. So this is, again, a luxury buy because you buy Cup. He's probably like a wide receiver two this week if Stafford doesn't play. That's just kind of a, a volume wide receiver two. Gets healthy during the bye. Stafford gets healthy during the bye. They come out the other side. And then, boom, you have a top five wide receiver rest of season. I think that that is the perfect scenario. Again, him dodging the IR is amazing. And I think that the sentiment around Cup is about as low as it's going to be this season. Again, similar to a Jonathan Taylor now when we look at what we could sort of buy Cooper Cup for it's really nothing it's not all that expensive now if we could sort of try and find something that's in that range if I could do Alvin Kamara for Cooper Cup and a running back I wouldn't want Brian Robinson but if I could do I don't know if I could do something in like if I could do like Cup and A-chan something like that like that that might be a you know a team like that where they have Cup and A-chan and they're like really down bad I would love a deal like that I'm trying to think of somebody else. Like if like there's like a mix-in, like Cup and mix for Kamara. Again, like we're trying to buy a little bit low when it comes to Cup. Again, Javante and McLaurin, I would do that all day. Olave and Downs, I actually would. I, I would add to my Olave. I would add to my Devante Smith. I would add I would add to my Terry McLaurin's of the world. Puka Nakua and Nico Collins is interesting. I think I would do that as well. Uh, I, I, Puka Nakua, I'll add is like a little small buy as well for all the same reasons as Cup. He's somebody as well if you have him don't panic don't sell him uh Deontay and Raheem Mostert I would do that as well with Devin Achan coming back uh Deontay Johnson showing some life here and I don't even think that either of these guys are necessarily like uh, firm firm uh must sells Josh Jacobs in like a piece to go get cup I would actually like that myself Raheem Moster again in like a small piece to get cup uh I would do that but again I think you can get him from pretty cheap man I, I think people are going to be valuing him as like a like a fringe wide receiver one uh at this point in the year. Now, our next buy after Cooper Cup is going to be Christian Watson here. Now, this is just more, I don't want to call it low-balling, but see if you can just sort of get him for very cheap. I think that the sentiment around the Packers right now is awful. The sentiment around Christian Watson right now is awful. And Christian Watson is one of these guys where he's kind of like, I would call him like a budget DK Metcalf, where DK Metcalf, we just talked about him, he's underperforming his volume. That's what we're seeing with Christian Watson. And that's even with, like, Christian Watson is wide receiver 31 expected points per game. Shout out to uh, PFF for this data here. But we can see 13.4 expected points per game in this area of, like, you can see uh, Ayuk, Zay Flowers, Michael Thomas, Lockett, Calvin Ridley, T Higgins, George Pickens, Nico Collins. Like, that's fine volume. He's just unperforming by a ton. Minus 4.8. It's, like, the least on this entire screenshot. Uh so he's really underperforming that. And that's why it's for 31 in volume, despite leaving some games early with injury and just sort of having some wonky things like that happen. So the volume has very much been there. I think things are going to bounce back. He showed last year that he's a good player. And if you can sort of scoop in and buy him low, I would. Now, I know the sentiment, again, Packers suck. Jordan Love sucks. And sure, Jordan Love isn't great but he's not a god-awful quarterback this is a quarterback efficiency chart from Kevin Cole on Twitter uh it has PFF offensive grade and has EPA per play which EPA per play is just like per play efficiency PFF offensive grade I guess is more of a film grade you can see Jordan Love is positive EPA per play and like a fine PFF offensive grade so if you trust Derek Carr enough to support Chris Olave if you support Sam Howell enough to support Terry McLaurin if you support if you trust Kenny Pickett to support your George Pickens and your Deontay Johnson. Jordan Love is right in that area. There's also enough volume to go around in this offense where you can see this isn't some like wide receiver group that's getting no volume. This is, again, a Hayden Wings chart showing wide receiver usage across their entire wide receiver room. And you can see in usage since week five, the Packers are middle of the pack. Right, They're not down towards the bottom in that like Browns, Jets, uh, Falcons, Bears area of teams that just have... Super low volume across the board. There is volume for the taking at wide receiver on this offense. Jordan Love isn't bad as his last performance. Again, we've seen so many up and downs with quarterbacks, man. We saw, oh, well, Kirk Cousins, he's awful. He, you know, they're one and four right now. And then he comes out, or wh- what game did they lose? I'm trying to remember. They lost a really bad game. It wasn't versus the Texans, but they, oh maybe it was the Panthers, but they lost a really bad game uh, at home to somebody. Then It might've been the Bears. And so then they come out. And then rip off a bunch of games. Like things happen in the NFL. A few weeks ago, look like Sam Howell was awful. Now he's like in good graces. Quarterback play goes up and down. Purdy was an absolute monster through the first six weeks. I'm down to bet on Jordan Love to bounce back a bit. He's shown some physical tools. He can push the ball downfield. So for that reason, I like betting on Christian Watson again. You can buy him for very, very cheap here. We'll look at sort of what you can buy him for in the trade database on fantasy calc and like I mean we're talking Jordan Love straight up I don't think you can do that but like pure strong maybe you could do something like a Kareem Hunt straight up uh Romeo Dobbs for Christian Watson straight up I would uh Jalen Warren for Christian Watson straight up I think I would if I already had a tight like if I have Trey McBride and Cole Komet I don't mind sending Cole Komet for Christian Watson uh Sam Howell for Christian Watson I don't know how that's a thing Zach Moss for Christian Watson I would Zeke Elliott for Christian Watson I would oh we said Kareem Hunt but yes I would do that as well Dalton Schultz like if you can do like Odell Beckham and like I don't know, like like junk. If you could do Odell Beckman like Ezekiel Elliott and get Christian Watson, again, he's literally free 99 right now. Um, I'm not telling you to throw junk at Christian Watson, but just see what you can get when it comes to Christian Watson. Now, before we get into our must-sell trade targets here, I have a very, very important announcement. Shout-out to Underdog Fantasy. We have, this is actually very, very cool, guys. We have our very own Underdog Partner Special. Jets have a Monday night football game. They're playing versus the Chargers, which means we have an underdog special just for the Ron Stewart YouTube channel community here. Where if you have used my promo code in the past or if you use my promo code in the future, promo code Ron you a deposit match to $500 on Underdog Fantasy. I'll link in the description in the comment section down below. Click it, it'll take you to Underdog Fantasy. It'll use my promo code Ron, it'll match your deposit up to $500. And then you will also get a special pick'em here over Garrett Wilson 0.5 total yards. All you have to do is get a single yard, and you pretty much get a free space for your pick'em slip. Or you can pretty much go higher or lower, string them together. I think if you get like four correct, you get like a 10x on your pick'em slip. It's a great way to just kind of go higher or lower, receiving yards, rushing yards, fantasy points. It's a fun way to have a nice little sweat for that Monday night game. So you can actually, you can actually string that together with pick'ems for the Thursday night game, Sunday game all of that good stuff, but something that is only for people who use promo code Ron. So again, if you've used it in the past, or if you're going to use it now, or in the future, that is going to be pretty much viable all the way through Monday night. So that's a very cool thing from underdog again, as always, shout out to them. They are the best. I feel very like special um, that they're allowing me and my community to do this. Now moving on from that, we have our must sell trade targets here. First up, we have Rashad White. Rashad White's been on here a few times. And this is what it comes down to. All right. It's been our philosophy going into the draft season. It's been our philosophy in fantasy football for the last few years. I don't like these middling running backs. I don't like these dead zone running backs, these like RB2s, because we see on a weekly basis you can match that production with your Darrell Henderson's, your Gus Edwards, your Amari DiMarcatos. The list goes on and on. You can week in and week out, just kind of mimic this production off of waiver wires. We got Kyron Williams early in the season was an absolute madman. You had Raheem Mostert was damn near free in every single draft. You're going to get spots here coming up where you can just pick up a, a running back off of waivers and he's going to be someone that can just start in your lineup right away. A lot of these cheap guys, Kareem Hunt as well, Chuba Hubbard. I would rather string together my running back points that way and you know ship off these RB2s to either upgrade you know, take Rashad White in a piece and go get a Jonathan Taylor or take Rashad White in a piece and go get a wide receiver so that you can, you know, upgrade your flex with a sick wide receiver and then just put waiver wire, you know, low-end RB2s into your RB2 spot because Rashad White isn't really helping your team. It's really just more certainty of, okay, this guy's going to get volume and give me RB2 numbers every week. That's not actually moving the needle because I can just match that production with my Darrell Hendersons of the world off of waivers. So it's not really helping your team a ton. Now, he is the RB20 in points per game. He's the RB17 expected points per game. So, again, we're talking mid-range, back-end RB2 here. Summing off two of his biggest games of the year where he had, what, 15 points and then 17 points. Both of those games, he wasn't all that efficient. He just kind of got a bunch of targets, which is fine. But there's not a huge ceiling there. And I would just rather, again, upgrade to JT, Gibbs, Breesaw, Bijan. These guys with, like, actual, actual ceilings here. And on top of that, he does have a fine... Like a neutral matchup versus Houston this week. Though Chuba Hubbard and Miles Sanders both struggled versus them. Then he has Tennessee, then San Fran. So that's a pretty brutal row of running backs where he could then drop down into your high-end RB3 range of of rest-of-season rankings. So again, I would just be looking to move on off of him personally. So when we look at what we can kind of get for him on Fantasy Calc here... Again, I'm looking to kind of do a little two-for-one. You add to Rashad White. You take a piece and you go get an upgrade. So is there any that we can kind of see here on Fantasy Calc? Rashad White and say flyers go get Devonta Adams. I absolutely love that. Uh, Rashad White and DJ Moore to go get Brees Hall. That is about as much as I would pay for Brees Hall, but I actually love that. Like Rashad White and a wide receiver in this DJ Moore range, Nico Collins range, something. You know, Michael Pittman go get Brees Hall, go get Jonathan Taylor. Yes, all day long. Derrick Henry is not my cup of tea, but if he is, I mean, he could maybe do something like this. Uh, what else stands out? Yeah, Rashad White and Terry McLaurin for Jonathan Taylor. That is perfect. Rashad White and Deontay Johnson somehow gets you Bijan Robinson. So anything in that range, Rashad White and Mark Cooper for Deontay Adams. Again, add to Rashad White, upgrade that wide receiver, running back, tight end, whatever. If you want to do Rashad White and Trey McBride and go get Sam Laporta, maybe that's something that can be uh, attainable there. So again, I would again just use him two for one, especially right now when we're sort of looking towards the playoffs, trying to bolster our starting lineup. Those are the deals I would be looking to make. Now, our last player we're going to talk about today is Cortland Sutton. And we've talked about him before as a must-sell. But he just continues to run hot, man. He scored another touchdown. I know he's on bye, but I feel like there's a lot of upwards momentum on the Broncos. They win. They beat the Chiefs. Nobody got traded. They're riding high into the bye week. Cortland Sutton just scored a touchdown. He is now the wide receiver, 26 in points per game, with 13.4. But here's the issue. He is the wide receiver 26 in points per game, but he is the wide receiver 55 in expected points per game. And if we look here, you can go the receiving and that XTD column is expected touchdowns. He's expected for 3.4 touchdowns this year. He has six. He is almost doubling his expected touchdown output. That is insane. Like that is insane production on a team that's not that good. So that is the moment where I'd be looking to sell. Where again, he's running hot on touchdowns. He's like a wide receiver 50 in volume. If you can sell him for a wide receiver three price, I absolutely would. Now, if you want to hold him coming off the buy and then sell him after the buy, I think that's also completely viable, but I would at least kick the tires and see if anybody will pay for Corlin Sun. Because again, I think there's a lot of positive vibes around him and players are on buy. I don't, I don't think that you can't like can't sell a player uh, who's on buy. Now, if you look at trades that have been completed for him uh, recently, you have some decent stuff here. Gus Edwards and Corlin Sun for Debo. I don't hate that. I don't love Debo as a buy candidate though right now. Uh, just coming off of injury, there's a lot of uncertainty there uh Corlin Sutton for Cortland Sutton Logan Thomas if you can do Corlin Sutton in a piece to go get DK Metcalf do that all day long if you can do Cortland Sutton I don't mind Cortland Sutton in a piece to go get T Higgins but I wouldn't do Aaron Jones uh Corlin Sutton anything else stand out here Cortland Sutton for Zay Flowers I do that all day long Cortland Sutton is there anything else from a few days ago here Corlin son for Fournette? No, I'm chilling on that. Corlin son for Aaron Jones? If that's out there, I would. Uh, Corland son and a piece of would get Devonte? Obviously Josh Downs wouldn't do it, but somebody in that you know Marquise Brown, uh, Jacoby Myers, Amari Cooper area might get you there. Coralin son for Mark Cooper? Straight up, yes, please. Uh, like any of these guys who aren't performing right now, I don't hate it. Corlin son, Corlin son and Curtis Hamill for Mark Cooper? I don't hate that either. Corlin son and Gus Edwards for George Pickens? I think I actually would, even though this says that you're losing that trade. I. I don't mind it too too much. I do love this one, Sutton and Olave to go get Kenneth Walker. If you want to add Sutton to your Olave, I don't think Olave is even necessarily a sell. But if you can do that and then go get like a truly elite asset like a Walker, a Jonathan Taylor, a Brees, uh, a JT, or we already said Jonathan Taylor, but uh, you know Devonte Adams, Ceedee Lamb, something like that. Uh, I would like a deal in that range. Now that is going to do it for us today. Again, make sure you go check it out. It is really cool that Underdog has allowed us to do this as a community here. Again. Promo code Ron gets you a deposit matched up to $500 underdog fantasy. I'll have a link to in the description. Comment section down below. It'll use my promo code Ron. It'll match your first deposit up to $500, and then from there you can do fantasy drafts, and then you can do pickems. Where pickems, again, you string together higher lowers on receiving yards, touchdowns, passing yards, whatever you want. And for everyone you get right, there's a multiplier there. Pickem slips. I'm sure you've seen them across the board everywhere. If you have used my promo code in the past, or if you have now used my promo code after watching this video you get access to an exclusive special. This is not on the rest of the site. This is just for you guys to use promo code RON. You get a Garrett Wilson special. If he goes over the, that 0.5 total yards, you get a free square pretty much in your Pick'em Slip. It is really cool that they are doing this again. But if you're not on a state that has Pick'em or you're already on Underdog Fantasy, I appreciate your support regardless. Make sure you subscribe, leave a like, and I will see you guys in the next one. Like this, froze. Ice cold. Oh, oh. Ice around my body. Like-